Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Let me tell you about our uh, our sponsor uh, this half hour. It is uh, Mantis Axe. If you practice at the gun range, you know how expensive it is. Um, but you practice because it is a perishable skill. If you don't shoot, uh, you're not going to be able to be accurate when you need to be. Cost of shooting ammunition now is through the roof. That's why Mantis X is so good. You can go to the gun range and load your gun, and it'll do exactly the same thing. Or you can dry fire. And I dry fire a lot. And uh, I haven't fired at a range for a year and a half or maybe two years. I've been using Mantis X. I went to the range. I'm firing at our range. And I think... It was 20 bullets or something, 17 bullets. I only missed twice uh, and uh, hit the target every time, hit it right where I wanted it to be, and it's because of Mantis X. Get yours now. Save a ton of money. MantisX.com, used by the military and uh, the Marines. You know it's good. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. America. In just a few minutes, uh, Jim Jordan joins us. Also, uh, Tucker Carlson talked to Devin Archer. We're going to talk about that in 60 seconds. Stand by for news. All right, Tuttle Twins. They have a massive moral problem here in America, and the Tuttle Twins are here. It's a generational problem. When uh, we as a society begin to reject notions like personal responsibility, which we've been doing for decades now, uh, we're in trouble. You end up with the people who routinely fall for absolutely anything because they don't stand for anything. We can change this, and we have to for the next generation. I want you to pick up a free book this week. It's called The Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp. You can pay for just the shipping, and that's it. Your kids and your grandkids can begin absorb the uh, the same rules with the same emphasis on personal responsibility that you've had probably, hopefully, your whole life or gained from listening to uh, Jordan Peterson's work over the last couple of years. 
Unfortunately, we need, uh, we live in a society where we need to take much more action because victimhood is ruling the day. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get this book now. It's free for the next couple of days until their extra copies run out. You can uh, just pay for shipping. Go there now. Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp while supplies last. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So Devin Archer uh, was uh, on with Tucker Carlson on his Twitter cast, and uh, I want to just play some of the some of the things. I thought it was. Did you see it all, Stu? Yeah, I watched. I think there's going to be more, right? Like I, he had released one yeah, right. clip. I think there's going to be an extended interview that comes after this. But I watched the entire clip that Correct. was released. Yeah, uh, yeah and so, so I do I. feel bad for Tucker because he, he did was... this thing calling a show Tucker on Twitter, and then they changed the name of Twitter. Yeah. So now yeah. I see Tucker I on X now. I don't. I don't even understand what's what's I, happening. I, I I don't know, and I don't know how you're tweeting what you say when you tweet. I I don't know. It's very uncomfortable. But anyway, uh, as I'm watching this uh, with uh, Devin Archer, I it was interesting because Tucker was speaking Archer's language, and so there I felt like there was a lot of winking and nodding going oh, yeah. on. Did you oh, feel yeah. that way? A hundred percent. They, uh, in, in fact, it was right. You know, I was looking at clips to pull from it. To, you know, to give. Uh, you know, to, we can play for the audience, but it was like there's so many of them that they don't get to the final thing they're saying because they both kind of wink, uh-huh. nod, and laugh at each other because they know what they're saying, but Correct. they don't actually say it. So it was hard to find the right clips to to play. Right. And they did that because uh, they're both Washington creatures. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Tucker is a guy who grew up in Washington. His uh, family was in the media. He knows it real well. And so does Devin Archer. Uh, And so let's just play some of these clips here. This is uh, uh, Hunter was an expert in knowing the guy. The initial idea around the business, they were going to provide you know, the government insight and an additional network to raise capital and then, you know, deal with regulatory issues that you might have at the corporate level. Right. Regulatory issues. Exactly. Okay. So that would be more his area. Right. That would be his space. Right. But did he have a, a sophisticated understanding of regulation, do you think? Um, I think that he led a team that had, had, a, had a sophisticated... <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I lived in Washington a long time around a lot of regulation. Also a very complex area. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's, the, you know, you got to be an expert in knowing the guy. And he was the guy that was the expert in knowing the guy. He was an expert in knowing the guy. Right. And who was the guy he knew? Uh, well, he knew a lot of people, but obviously yep. there was some familiar, you know, some, his brother, his father, uh, yeah. uh, some of his, mm. his father's mm. siblings. So he, he knew a lot of people. And and obviously, I know you're pointing to, you know, the father being the key relationship. Well, no, I'm just trying to get a sense of Washington's not a money town. Right. You know, people don't aren't in business in Washington for the most part. And most people don't have business skills Mm. that I've noticed in 30 years of living there. Um, So really, the business of Washington is is selling access. That's what it looked like to me. Yes. Not just Hunter Biden, but like... Yeah, no, I think that's... Do. I mean, I think that's the one of the like core misconceptions. I mean, it seems like when I... You know, understanding a regulatory environment means selling access at the end of the day. That, yeah. That's how I interpret it. And I think that's how most people on, you know, on Wall Street, whether they admit it or not, interpret it. Yeah. So we're going to... We've got a complex business that intersects with government. We need a guy who knows it. Right. How do I, you know, deal with getting a guy a visa that needs to come over for a business deal? Right. Call our lobbyist that knows the guy in DHS or used to work in DHS or, 
you know, in Customs and Border Patrol or the people at the embassy and state, they, they might be able to help. So there are very like tactical elements that are regulatory and compliance and governance that you have to go through. And you got to know the guy that right. worked at the old agency that now has the lobbying firm that can go back to the agency and, you know, get get things put to the front of the line. Well, that's exactly what I want is a guy who knows a guy. Um, but most of the guys he knows, uh, you know, can line you up with hookers and crack. Um, but I, I think we all understand what is being said here. Now, one of the key things that the phone calls that nobody I don't hear anybody talking about. He is talking about uh, he's he's about to talk about some of the phone calls and how that uh, how Joe Biden knew that businessmen were present during the Hunter phone calls. OK, let's just I, I want you to remember one thing, and I don't hear anybody talking about it. These calls, the issue here is the time of day. For example, the call with Burisma took place while Hunter was in Qatar and it was in the afternoon. Well, that's the middle of the night here. So dad calls at one o'clock in the morning. He just, hey, son, I'm thinking about he's not up at one o'clock in the morning. He's not there. So he's calling over uh, to China in the middle of the night and just I just happen to be I happen to be up. Really? And if it happens during the middle of the workday, does dad just take the phone call? Is he just is he so? um not busy that he can just take the phone call at any time and he's making phone calls in the middle of the night you're having dinner over in europe and it's eight o'clock at night in washington dc that's two or three o'clock in the morning can somebody ask that question all right so here's a cut to biden knew that businessmen were present during the hunter call Biden, then the sitting vice president, knew that there were Hunter's business associates in the room. Yeah, I think I can I can definitively say at particular dinners or meetings, he knew there were business associates and he, you know, we dinners or if I was there, I was a business associate, too. Um, So I think or if, you know, any Mm. of the other colleagues from the D.C. office or the New York office were there. So, yeah, at times there were from the, you know, to be, you know, completely clear on the calls. I don't know if it was an orchestrated call in or not. It certainly was powerful, though, because, you know, if you're sitting with a foreign business person and you hear the vice president's voice, that's prize enough. Mm. I mean, that's 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 pretty impactful stuff. Yeah, it is impactful stuff there, isn't it? And you notice, remember, he said at these dinners, remember, the ones that are in question are at least in Europe. Now, Hunter Biden calling dad, is that an abuse of power at all? Cut three. You've got a lot of kids. You're close to them. Do you call them on speaker during business meetings? Um, do I call? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is that? A grown man calling his dad on a speakerphone during a business right. meeting. And to be clear, sometimes it was the call was coming in and the speaker would go on. So it was, it's mm. just the presence. You have to be, I mean, you're, you, you understand DC, right? So the power to have that access in that conversation, and it's not in a scheduled conference call, and it's a part of your family, that's, that's like the pinnacle of, 
uh, of power in DC. 100%. I guess I'm pivoting against the lie that I'm hearing people tell with a straight face, Congressman Goldman, for example, that we don't really know what was going on. Really? You're taking a call from the vice president and you put it on speaker. It's not just, hey, dad, I'm in a meeting with some buddies. Right. It's, let me, let me put my dad, the vice president, on speaker. Yeah. Yep. In the, in the rear view, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. Hmm. In the rear view. In the rear view. Okay. All right. One last thing. Um, at the end of the uh, clip that was released on Twitter yesterday, or X, uh, Tucker showed Devin a letter from Joe Biden from 2011. And it's a pretty impressive letter for a guy who is a lacrosse player. That's what he did. He was a lacrosse player. And then he went into business. And right, right as they're going into business, Joe Biden writes him this letter. Now, listen to this clip. We found this letter kind of amazing. It's from January 20th, 2011, which I think puts you in your late 30s, mid, mid to late right, 30s. Right, right. Okay, so you're, you're a younger man. This is from the Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, to you personally, and it's personalized here at the bottom. Devin Archer, Rosemont Seneca Partners, that was your partnership with Hunter Biden in yes. Georgetown. Dear Devin, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President who? Hu Jintang, who's yes. running China at that point. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Joseph R. Biden Jr. P.S. Handwritten. Happy you guys are together. So there are many levels here. But here's the vice president of the United States saying to you, a man in his mid-30s, who's not a government official, I'm sorry I was occupied with the guy who runs the world's largest country. I would much rather talk to you and thank you. What was he thanking you for? Well, uh, you know, first of all, it's a lovely letter and it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's quite enthusiastic. It's a little weird though, right? Yeah, well, it was, it, listen, it was, it was kind of the beginning of our partnership and he was thanking me and thanking Hunter, I think, at the end of the day for bringing this idea of this government regulatory strategic advisory business into the private equity world. And I think he was excited about the prospects for Hunter and, um, you know, he was uh, just, just thanking me. I think it was a nice gesture. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice gesture Stu. i mean yeah very nice gesture i mean i know if i am meeting with the you know the leader of the second most powerful and arguably now the most powerful country in the world um and uh, my son is like hey dad 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 my friend is here my friend is here you're gonna meet with him i look at my son going i'm meeting with the leader of China right now. And, but the first thing I do is say, hey, secretary, come on in here just for a second. I just uh, I'm dictate a, a letter here. Um, hey, Rafe's friend, sorry I couldn't get away. I mean, I would do it with a lot of sarcasm, I think. <laughs> they might think it was nice, but it would be completely sarcastic. Sorry I couldn't break myself away to meet with you yesterday. Uh, but I was busy with the Chinese leader. Uh, but uh, hope to see you really soon. By the way, thank you sincerely for all you're doing. 
Yeah, and if what they're doing is putting together this uh, partnership where they are creating the illusion of using me, I thought he didn't know about Hunter's business at all. Yeah. I didn't think he had met with anybody, talked to anybody, knew anything. We're so far, I suppose, past this. But again, this has never really been changed by Biden himself. We now see Corinne Jean-Pierre saying he's never been in business with Hunter. Uh, That's their new spin on the old claim that he didn't ever speak to Hunter about his business. Uh, It was interesting to watch this happen. And I think it's important to remember who Devin Archer is. This is a guy who was roommates with John Kerry's stepson. Uh, He Mm -hmm. uh, was, he was the, I think the campaign finance co-chair of the John Kerry campaign. This is not a conservative you're hearing from here. And watching him try to answer these things, it seems like he's being somewhat careful with what he's saying he's still in legal trouble and he is facing a lot of the same things uh, that joe and hunter should be facing as far as charges go so he's trying to navigate those waters you can tell there's he's kind of saying this stuff with with that wink and a nod because he knows he's at risk and he can't say everything he wants to say but even with that i think you get a lot out of this and this is just the first clip of this interview this is this is a big deal and yeah, and you also get uh, from it the arrogance. I mean, I think I think Tucker played this expertly. He approached him as a peer. Look, you and I are both. We grew up in Washington. And we know what's going on here. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you. I mean, retrospect, I guess it wasn't really a good idea. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were approach. He approached this interview with a i know what's going on come on you know what's going on i know what's going on and surprisingly uh devin archer went right down that path with him yeah and uh that shows the arrogance and shows the elitism of devin archer and it may have come to a point here where archer has realized whatever protection he might get from these relationships is now gone and he has nothing to lose right i mean he's being mm-hmm. he's be they're coming after him for uh, other uh, supposed offenses which i have not you know i i've not looked all that closely into whether he's guilty with of the other stuff um but all this stuff is on the record these are emails sent at the time we don't need to trust devin archer to believe these things uh and that you know that's the newest thing that the left is trying to do which is smear his character and say you shouldn't believe any of the stuff he says while at the same time admitting it's true right like their their answer was not oh he didn't have 20 calls with joe with hunter biden's business associates it was oh they just talked about the weather oh it was no big deal oh it's been known forever uh you know these are 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 separate sort of responses to this and defenses that don't uh, shy away from the central truth here that all this stuff actually happened you know let me take a quick 60 second break and then i i want to talk to you about john Kerry's son and why nobody's talking about that first let me tell you about relief factor sleep if you've ever thought to yourself i'm just so tired of being tired that feeling you get when you're staring at the ceiling counting sheep and it just doesn't do anything you wake up raccoon eyes tossing and turning all night sometimes i have a hard time sleeping and the worst thing I've ever done is taken uh, Ambien. Oh my, oh my gosh, that stuff is wicked. 
uh, I like I like to not uh, I, I like to remember things, you know. <laughs> I, I like not to be completely out of control, and uh, Ambien is uh, is that kind of drug. Not relief factor sleep. It's 100% drug-free. You don't feel it in your body. It is working with your body, not against your, uh, your natural body. Uh, and it has all natural ingredients, and it promotes healthy sleep. It works. I take it probably a couple of times a week. You can get the first bottle for $19.95. 20 bucks and you get the feeling of drifting off to sleep uh, for several, several nights if you need it. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief or go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, 800, the number four relief, 10 seconds station ID. So, Stu, I can't remember exactly. I'm going to have to go back into our archives and, and look. But I can't remember why I feel this way. But uh, it's interesting to me that John Kerry's son, all of a sudden, he was an equal partner, all of a sudden distanced himself from all of this. He was like, ah, uh, you know, I got to I, I, I gotta make a phone call. And he never, he never returns. I'm going out the store for some milk and never comes back. Um, and if I remember right, maybe you can clear this up. It was kind of that feeling when he left that I don't want to be involved in any of this. Do you remember it that way? When you say you, he doesn't want to be involved in all this, you're saying in business with Hunter? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, there was so much controversy toward the end of that, and, and there was, I mean, I think a lot of people try to stay out of the blast radius when all that stuff starts happening, Yeah, uh, which I yeah. understand. Um, my, I, It seemed like they were very close for a long time. I don't remember exactly when the breakup was, though. Uh, you know, they... they it, they were. I'm gonna have to go back to the archives because I know we talked about it maybe three did. years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, my recollection was it was like, what, what I, I friends with him. I don't know what you're talking. About. I was not being with him. I don't know what, what I, you know. One of those situations where he it felt like that there had been meetings where he's like, guys, this is. This is not good. This is way too obvious. You're all going to go to jail, and I'm not going to be around it. Yeah, that's definitely the one thing you learn about a hunter, especially going through this. Obviously, a guy who leaves his laptop at a computer store is not necessarily yeah. known for his his high level of being discreet. Uh, but, like, you know, these messages he's sending are straight out admitting that he's doing this stuff, right? He he is saying mm-hmm. to Chinese sources, to Devin Archer, that this is what they're doing. They're trading on my name. I know they're trading on my name. This is what I'm in business to do. And of course, that's something that's usually just said left unsaid. We all know this stuff happens. They were right. admitting it constantly in texts, in WhatsApp messages, in emails. And that's why so this is so easy for everyone to piece together. Representative Jim Jordan, the House ranking member, is going to talk about uh, launching the inquiry into the sweetheart deal next. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 
Did you ever imagine back when you were just turning into an adult that you'd be where you are today? Kids, grandkids, responsibilities, assets, liabilities. How about debt? Don't you remember how you always figured you weren't going to get into debt, especially credit card debt? What happened to that goal? Easy. Life. That's what happened. And now, whether you're just dealing with some debt or you're up to your eyeballs in it, you've got to contend with the rising cost of goods and services and massive inflation and the uh, rising interest rates. It's an uphill battle every day. I know it. You know it. Now, this isn't right for everybody, but I want you to check into it if you're up to your eyeballs in debt, especially credit card debt. You're paying probably 20% interest rate. You're never going to get behind that eight ball, never going to get away from it. So what do you do? Call American Financing right now at 800-906-2440. A refi consolidation loan may be the right thing for you. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get access to Blaze TV and save. Jim Jordan is joining us here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, he is launching a new investigation and demanding documents and information uh, on the Hunter Biden case uh, because of the unusual plea and pretrial diversion agreements where he would have been washed clean of everything, everything. Uh, and so he, he wants several questions answered. Other than the Biden case, how many times in the last 10 years has the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware included in pretrial diversion agreement a provision similar to paragraph 14, which is... We're going to wash your record clean on everything. Uh, other than Mr. Biden's case, how many times last 10 years has any unit of the department included in a pretrial div- uh, diversion agreement a provision similar to 14? What percentage of the total pretrial diversion agreements entered into by the department does that number represent? It's going to be 100%. Other than Biden's case, how many times in the last 10 years has the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Delaware included a pretrial diversion agreement uh, and an agreement not to prosecute crimes that are unrelated to the charge? Other than his case, how many times in the last 10 years has the department included a pretrial agreement not to prosecute crimes that are unrelated? Uh, What percentage of the total pretrial uh, diversion agreements entered represent that number? Again, he's just going through and wanting to know, you know, in the last 10 years, hmm, what what are we looking at here? What are we looking at? How rare is this? And they're saying the speculation is uh, like never before. So let's go to uh, let's go to Jim Jordan. Hello, Jim. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Very good. I, you know, I was having dinner with a couple of friends last night and we, your name came up and we are so grateful that you got the job that you did. Uh, and and you're doing just an amazing, amazing work. You really are. So thank you for that. Well, you're, well, you're doing you're doing great work. We appreciate that. So. Uh... Keep it up to Okay, so let, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on. Let's start with the inquiry yeah. into the sweetheart uh, deal. Tell me yeah. about that. Well, the judge smelled a rat. Uh, and, and, you know, the key part of that transcript, I would encourage all your listeners to read that transcript because you can, like, you, get, you know how you read this, you get inside the mind, yeah. and see what the back and forth is like. And it was, uh, and it was um, particularly when 
they she asked, "Has there ever been a deal like this before? Is this is this un, uh, is this is there any precedent for this?" And the, and the the government lawyer, the DOJ lawyer, says, "No, Your Honor, never been a deal like this." Because what they tried to do was put the I think this sort of immunity agreement they had with the handshake and a wink between the defense attorneys and, and the DOJ attorneys. They put it in the in the diversion part of the agreement, not in the plea deal itself, which the judge has to sign off on the plea deal. And she asked the right question. She stopped it. And I think uh, that. That sort of says it all. And then you couple that with what we learned with David Weiss and the the fact that he has said three different things in a five-week time frame, three different letters about what he can and can't do. His story keeps changing. The IRS whistleblower story that came forth, their, their testimony was consistent and, frankly, validated by an FBI witness we also deposed. So that, to me, I think just, just, just shows... Uh, how how wrong this agreement was and why the judge says, time out, time out. We're taking 30 days. We're going to get this right if we're going to do it at all. Jim, be more generous than Mother Teresa would be on this on the answer to this question. <laughs> the the I mean, try to really give the benefit of the doubt here. The press keeps saying you know, all these accusations, but so far there's been no evidence of any wrongdoing. Um, well, boy, I'm having a hard time with that. I mean, it seems to be mountains of evidence. Well, l- how would you describe the, the evidence? Well, I would say this. Think about think about what witnesses have said. So uh, first you have Tony Bobolinsky two and a half years ago, business partner of Hunter Biden, saying that that email that says that the big guy, 10 percent for the big guy, that in fact is Joe Biden. We know that email came from the laptop that the FBI has now admitted is real. Even they knew it was real at the time and didn't tell us, but they've now admitted that the laptop is real. We know it is real. So you have that. Then you have the WhatsApp message where uh, from that, which says um, Hunter Biden says, I'm sitting by my dad, send the money or else, basically. Uh, then you have the 1023 form, which you have the folks from Burisma saying confidential human source saying he's talked to foreign nationals who talk about this, this, this payment for policy decisions. And then, of course, you have the testimony we got Monday from Devin Archer where right. he talks about the meeting in Dubai, December 4th, 2015, the meeting in Dubai between Archer, Hunter Biden, Zolachevsky, and Pazarski. Zolachevsky and Pazarski are the guys who run Burisma. They say in that meeting with the two guys, Archer and, and Hunter Biden, they say we need the U.S. government to get involved. We're under all kinds of pressure, pressure from the Ukrainian prosecutor, pressure in Great Britain where they've seized 23 million of our assets. We've got all kinds of pressure five days later. Literally five days later, Joe Biden is in Ukraine. He gives a speech criticizing the prosecutor in Ukraine, which begins to lay the foundation for what happens a few months later, which is where the prosecutor is fired in order for Ukraine to get the one billion dollars. So those are the things that keep kind of piling up, not to mention the suspicious activity reports, the number of different companies moving money in and out of and paying all kinds of Biden. Correct. With that money. They keep so, they I keep that saying that Joe Biden. It, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. I, 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 the Democrats say this 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 illusion of access. That sure doesn't look like an illusion. It looks like some pretty pretty yes. compelling facts, right. To me, they keep saying that Joe Biden doesn't hasn't gotten any money, which I haven't seen any proof that he has gotten any money. However, we do know that Hunter was paying Dad's bills. We know that Hunter said in uh, text on the laptop to his the rest of his family dad takes 50 percent of what we earn we know that the shell corporations 
that have no they have no experience in any of the stuff that they were doing as a family and we know the money was going in suspiciously earmarked uh, by the banks as looks like money laundering we know all of this yeah how difficult is it to tie it together legally yeah it it, you know the, the the one of the things that came out after the Devin Archer uh, interview on Monday was the Democrats said, well, you know, there was these multiple times where Hunter Biden puts his dad on the phone and it's with business partners and, and clients and people they're doing business with. But they never really talked about any. They never talked about business. Well, I didn't expect them to, for goodness sake. I think the key was what, what Devin Archer testified Correct. to. He said the value Hunter Biden brought to the business arrangement was the Biden brand and the Biden brand. He was clear about this. The Biden brand is Joe Biden. And so, of course, he's not going to talk about business. He's going to put, hey, guys, say hello to the vice president. Hey, guys, my dad wants to say hello to you. That was the value in and of itself right there. And, of course, the White House's story has changed, just like David Weiss's story has changed. The White House said, no, the president had no involvement, never talked to, never was involved, didn't know anything about it. And, of course, that story has changed now over time as well. Now, is there any chance, uh, again, be Mother Teresa, is there any chance that the sitting vice president um, calls in and is introduced to a meeting of the leaders of Burisma and he's in charge of trying to get corruption ended and he doesn't know that one of the guys that leads Burisma is one of the most violent oligarchs in Ukraine? (laughs) Any chance that he didn't know that? I don't think so, because our State Department knew that. Our State Department initially had Correct. concerns about Burisma and Hunter Biden's involvement. That came out in the impeachment, the crazy impeachment they tried on President Trump four years ago back in, uh, back in 2019. And oh, by the way, that meeting in Dubai on December 4th, 2015, there was also a phone call. Now, this is interesting how Devin Archer explained this. He said there was a phone call, but he wasn't a part of that phone call. He was on a different part of the hotel, a different part of the deck, he said. And they were on another part of the deck there at the Four Seasons. And there was a phone call to D.C. We don't know who it was to. Devin Archer said, I don't know who it was to, but it was to D.C. So was it to Joe Biden? We don't know. Mr. Archer wouldn't testify to that. He, didn't, he said he didn't know. Um, but it was to D.C. And, of course, we'll, we'll okay. have to try to figure that one out. So dad just calls in once in a while or he or, um, you know, the son calls dad during dinner meetings uh, over in Ukraine or in Europe. If he's having dinner over in Europe, uh, dinner meetings, it's probably eight, nine o'clock over in Europe. Is is dad just uh, awake calling his son at three o'clock in the morning or I mean, the time difference is never talked about here. Yeah, no, that's an interesting take. And yeah, I would say like what Dubai would probably be like a nine hour difference, I'm guessing. And yeah, called DC. Yeah. So if it's late at night, I guess it could. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably early, certainly early in the morning. Uh, I don't know. I oh, don't, yeah. That, that's something that yeah. probably in the course of our investigation, we'll have to we'll have to dig into a little bit more as well. Um, um, but yeah, you're 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 exactly right. It makes us now. But there was also understand there was also meetings in D.C., with um, dinner meetings with Correct. Uh, Hunter Biden and his business partners, the Cafe Milano in Georgetown, as Mr. Archer testified to this mm-hmm. as well. There are meetings in D.C., mm-hmm. I think 2014, 2015, and one of those dinners, and Joe Biden was there for the whole dinner. It wasn't just a drop-by. Um, you know, it wasn't just like, like the phone call, hey, say hello, where he drops by, shakes some hands and leaves. 
Mr. Archer said he stayed for the entire dinner. And in one of those dinners, of course, you have Elena Baterina, who was the wealthiest woman in Russia, uh, wife of the uh, former mayor of, of Moscow, who had paid Hunter Biden significant, several million dollars. And she's there for the entire dinner as well. So that, I think, is, is, is interesting, interesting fact. Uh, and that's something sure. that they said he, he didn't do. But, of course, Mr. Archer said, Correct. yes, in fact, he was there for the entire dinner. One more thing. There was a, an interesting article written by uh, Joel Pollack that I saw this morning that they are talking uh, that that we should be pushing to have Congress uh, uh, nullify the first impeachment of Donald Trump because yeah. the whole thing was he was trying to, you know, get the president of Ukraine to look into what the dirty dealings were. And they said that was dirty dealing. And it yeah. looks now like, no, there was a really good reason to ask for that. It sure does. And we suspected that at the time. <laughs> it sure does. And yep. I'm, I'm all for the, the expungement. Uh, I think it's uh, Congresswoman Stefanik, and, and I forget who else is sponsoring that. But, uh, yeah, we should. We, that, that, I'm, I'm totally for that. Um, but, yeah, th- th- it's always amazing. It, and remember, that was an impeachment based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who, was, who had a bias, seen bias against the president and who had previously worked for Joe Biden. That was the source that we couldn't know this whistleblower. No, he couldn't. He couldn't testify. Um, Compare that to Gary Shapley and Mr. Ziegler and how they stood up under pressure in a hearing, how their story has not wavered. Their testimony has been consistent. Their story has their testimony has been backed up by an FBI agent. Compare the two. And they tried to impeach a president. So, of course, we should do that. So the, the last question, compare this to Nixon better or worse for joe biden than the trouble nixon was in well i think i think the key is we just got to keep doing our job and our our job our constitutional duty frankly is to provide oversight do oversight do the investigation to get the facts because the facts influence what kind of legislation you propose and pass and implement uh what you do with the appropriations process and how these agencies are funded just continue to do our job Bring the facts forward. Let me point out one thing that, that has happened because of, of oversight we've done. It's a different area, but I think it's important, Glenn. Remember when we found out Matt Taibbi was testifying in front of our committee. Democrats were trying to yes. divulge sources. He, he, he gives them a lecture in the, in the First Amendment, for goodness sake. At the very moment he's testifying, and he's being attacked. A Democrat, by the way, by the mm-hmm. way, a Democrat member of the, of the press being attacked. The IRS is knocking on his door. Did you see what the IRS announced two weeks? And we made a big deal of this. We, we, we dug into We found out there was a dossier on Taibbi. They were looking, before they went to his door, they were looking, did he have right. a field carry permit? What was his voting record? We find out the IRS makes a change. The IRS says we will no longer be sending agents unannounced visits to Americans' homes. That doesn't happen but for us doing our duty, doing the oversight work we're supposed to do. Now, of course, the IRS says, oh, we're, 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 we did this for agent safety. Bull roar. They did it because they <laughs> playing this kind of game. And it, it wasn't right. just Taibbi. We, we had a person in Ohio where they did this, and the person came to her door and used an alias. He tried to pretend he was somebody else. And the local police thought it was a scam. They were getting ready to arrest the guy. And it turned out he's an IRS agent. So, yeah, but, and, and they try to say it's because they're concerned about their agent safety. Give me a break. It was because they were harassing the American people. That's, that's why you do oversight, because it can affect real change. 
Uh, Jim, uh, I uh, I'd like to talk to you off air. Uh, some things are uh, things are happening uh, in my world that uh, sure. probably should be heard. Um, some some really dirty business is going on. Um, so yep. I'd like to bring it to your attention off air. Um, yep. Thank you so much, Jim. I appreciate you everything bet. you're doing. God bless you. Bet. You, you bet. bet. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me let me talk to you a little bit about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, P- Patriot Mobile. Standing up for what you believe in is challenging. Uh, I've been doing it for quite some time, and it's really hard sometimes. But there are basic things that you can do that you can stand up and do. And uh, I mean, sure, the IRS may come knocking at your door or not, um, but uh, uh, there this is an easy place to start. And that is doing business with companies that are trying to save the republic as well they are not part of this esg corrupt business you know public partnership public private partnership and one of those is patriot mobile now they're america's only christian conservative wireless provider they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three networks so you get the same great coverage that you have if you love your coverage you're like oh i gotta have this Great, you'll get the same coverage because they're on the same towers as all three of them, all right? So you can make the switch and you can save a lot of money as well. PatriotMobile.com slash back. If you go there or call 878-PATRIOT today, you'll get free activation if you use the offer code BECK. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 878-PATRIOT. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the program. Uh, We have uh, Chadwick Moore on. He is the Spectator contributing editor and columnist, and he has written a new book called Tucker, an unprecedented look into Tucker Carlson's life with Tucker's permission. Uh, He's got some he's got some things uh, to talk about, you know, with the Devin Archer interview. Fox News is refusing to cover it, which is causing a. a hailstorm inside of Fox. We'll get all of the details coming up. The Glenn Beck Program.